of um, uh, last day of uh, Sota, Daf Mentet 49, and we pick up at the uh, very bottom of Mem Cheremad Bet. Let's go from the um, two dots, four lines from the bottom. Okay, Upasko Anche Amana, or Amuna Amana. Anyway, this is about how everything has. Uh, Gone, uh, gone to pot. So, which is the basic theme of the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a yeah, that's a rough. Um, okay, and that was from what was Pascha and Shemana was from Amitzchar Beis Hamikdash. Okay, Amar Rabbi Yitzchak Elu Bnei Adam Shehayim Aminim B'Kadosh Baruch Hu. People that believe in God have like true faith. Titania Biliyazar Gadol Omer Koshe Yishol Pas Besalov Yomer Ma'uchal Machar. Anybody that's got bread in their basket and is worried about how they're going to make money for tomorrow, how they're going to bring in the bread tomorrow. This is a person that has lack of full faith. You know, you have to just trust that God will provide for tomorrow. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. Who did sort of dismissed, you know, denigrate, whatever, right? Um, a, a day of smallness. Who causes the righteous? That their table will be like treated lowly, will not be given, will not be full in the world to come. Um, so these are righteous people, but they still didn't have full faith. Okay, they didn't have full faith in God. So therefore, it's, uh, so because they didn't have faith for God, that God would provide for the next day. They had to worry about, you know, they were adding some anxiety about that, about how they were going to feed themselves the next day. So that in the eye of the sort of midah keneged midah, their table is not fully full. Well, I see Lavo. At least we're talking about the bite. Right. So let's the fit in. That's another time. Right, right. Yeah. We're actually talking about the Beit HaMikdash. We're talking about the second Beit HaMikdash. Right. So I'm saying the time, right? Oh, the Pesukim. The Pesukim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Rav Amar, Elu Katni B'nei Risha Yisrael. Interesting. He switches the the shift. These are actually, no, the young, the young children of wicked people. Okay, and what happens? So they basically these are people that died when they were young. Okay, and, and presumably because of a uh, punishment to the parent, to the to the father, to the whatever for, for his for his wicked deeds. Okay, so what does that mean? Mi baz liyom katnut shemivazvin din aviyim lati lavo that they uh, they basically downplay um, their the judgment that's uh, uh, that's deserving that that the father is deserving in the future time. Omim lefanav they say to God we bonosalolam. So, if you were going to pay them back for full for their sin in the world to come, so why did you uh, basically uh, already blunt their teeth? Meaning, why did you cause us to die? So, the fact that uh, when the, that, that we died when we were ch- small children, that could be partial payback for our fathers for the sins that they have done. Okay? Alright, so it's not exactly at all fitting into the law of their theme here, and it's actually an interesting twist on it, right? Because normally, we sort of say, like, you know, we're always happy to see the wicked being punished, um, and, uh, but here, actually, there's a certain sense of compassion, you know, when people lose small children, so at least that should be some, even if they're wicked, some atonement, lost in love, Okay. I'm sorry, is it, it mean that they're 
they have a question. Right, they happen? challenge yeah. God. God, how can you still desire to pay them back in full, given that you we, we died and we how much they suffered in their in, you know already in this life? Okay, I'm already lying. Bar Yivarcha, David, Were it not for the prayers of David, all of the Jewish people would be reduced to selling like uh, you know grease. Um, so stuff that somebody's got to sell, but who wants to be selling it? Okay, so usually it's only the poor who sell it. God placed for them teacher or be a teacher for them. So what does that mean? So look at Rashi. Rashi says the following: God, you will not forget. This is the small, the beginning of the small lines in Rashi. You will not for for, for eternity forget the uh, the poor. Um, uh, the, 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 the longing, the hope of the, uh, of the lowly shall never be lost for forever. She's, so this is talking about, obviously, the poor. So she's Hashem Morah Lahem. Tain Lahem Marut. So he's reading Morah as, uh, gives them some type of uh, ma- mastery, some type of status. Okay? So, Osamaniyim Osher, give them some type of wealth. You are goyim no agin to him kavod. The Yedu are goyim sehein and os, sehein and melahut. So the Zanadjus should know that they're just men so God please give even to the lowly uh, we are so lowly don't forget us forever give us some type of mastery in this world okay so exactly not exactly clear what this has to do with emunah here um, but maybe because it had to do with anxiety about whether a person would be able to provide for themselves so David's prayer or maybe it's a sense about the I don't know about the fact that we just wrote a smoke about like suffering in this world I really don't get exactly the tie-in anyway um, the Amar Bar Yivarchaya, unless it was the same Rebbe Lai Bar Yivarchaya, maybe was that the tie in? Was there a Rebbe Lai Bar Yivarchaya? No. Second, yeah, but well, well, I don't understand why we brought in the first mention of him, what exactly the tie in was. Uh, okay. So again, I guess the theme here is is about prayers leading to people, you know, leading to people not being reduced to uh, poverty in this world. So that has something to do with, I guess, this idea again of like having full faith in God, that even if things look like they are like you know very uh, desperate and um, you know and no hope in terms of uh, somebody's financial well-being, ultimately God can provide. So I guess that's the tie-in. Okay, so we're not for the prayer of Habakkuk, then two sages would be so poor, Torah scholars, that they would be reduced to covering themselves with one garment. Um, and they would t- 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 and, and in that process, learning Torah. And I mean, on the one hand, you could be framed as a degree of devotion to learning Torah, that even though they're shivering and they just have one garment to cover them, but he's also talking about the poverty they would be reduced to, and because of his prayer, they were saved from that poverty. Shanemar, the verse says, Hashem shamati um, I have uh, I have heard um, your AC you know what your 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 your, your message your AC I have I, I, I have seen your doings the care shanim chayehu so in the midst of 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 years uh, gives them life. Give it life. What does that mean? In the very in the midst of two people, so who are sitting and learning, Chayehu gives them some type of a chayim, give them some type of a life, give them some type of a uh, of, of, of a parnasa. Okay, make it better for them. Um, so that and that's the idea that ties into the Torah sages, because who's the ones who's hearing God's message and who's uh, seeing God's doings? Those that are studying Torah. So those that are studying Torah. 
give them some type of a life. Give them a parnasa. Okay. So yes, now that we're talking about two Torah sages, so two Torah scholars that are going on the way and they're not talking in Torah, really sorry for Ace, are deserving to be burnt by a fire. So remember, this is by Elisha and Eliyahu. They were going and talking. Behold, it carried a fire. So, if so and that, so they weren't hurt by it. So the reason they weren't hurt is because they would have been deserving of the carried a fire had they not been talking of Torah. Okay. So time so he's the one about the two Torah sages covering with a talus and, and being uh, provided and, and David's prayer provided for, or Habakkuk's prayer provided for them two Torah sages talking in Torah and now we have two Torah sages so uh, you know there, even, the, uh, even the image of the talus speaks about a real sense of like you know intimacy and you know and like sort of dedication you know obviously to Torah and therefore a connection to one another in that pursuit so that's a little bit played off here in the opposite scenario so two Torah sages that are living in one city and they're not uh, sort of like uh, you know uh, gracious to one another pleasant to one another when it comes to matters of Torah and Halacha you know it says well I don't know why don't you ask the other rabbi you know you should speak to him as well you know rabbinic discourse is very yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so uh, you know so if they do not uh, if they're not if there's not some reciprocal type of respect and a conversation going on between them the opposite of the image before in the end one will die and one will go into exile or a similar fate to run to their murderer that will kill his friend without knowledge now it's my nation is silent because with lack of knowledge so I guess if you're silent it means you're not learning Torah so anyway so if you're if there's no Torah being shared between the two of you then one will die and the other will go into exile meaning like you can still share Torah but like be very mean about it yeah, yeah I guess so maybe maybe it's even another stage maybe means you don't even have any you know you're so you're so much at war with them now that you can't even talk about you know you can't have any discourse yeah who is this Rabbi Elia I don't know yeah he's I have no idea his father's name his father's name is may God bless you okay <laughs> okay so I have no idea I don't have no idea I'm a Rabbi Yehuda Braid Rabbi Chia so now we're back to Torah sages learning without, you know, in poverty. Um, and again, the Holy Spirit of Anche Amuna, So any Torah sage that learns Torah out of, you know, from, from, uh, from straits, without, uh, without uh, you know, in, 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 in privation, Tilatoni Shma'at, his prayer will be heard. So before we said that David had to pray, Chabakok had to pray, here, this person himself, his prayers are heard. Whatever the prayers are for, whether they're for better uh, Parnasa or anything. Prayers are heard. Because the nation in Zion will, will dwell in Jerusalem, it will no longer cry. They will, uh, God will uh, uh, show them grace. To the voice of your uh, 
of, of your crying out when you got here answer them so um, so as soon as they cry out God will answer them and there and how do we know that this is talking about people that are stunning out of privation because it's the next verse is that you, there you are you have very little bread and very little water and, and nevertheless you, as soon as you call out God answers you okay. I know I do, yeah yeah I don't know uh, I, I don't know what to tell you but that he's reading it not as you not as God responding to you but as that was the situation you were in and that's why God listens to you because you have that privation and you're studying t- Torah okay so um, okay Rabbi Yavo Omer must be in Oto Mziv now of course the problem is is that on the one hand right we talk about having a Muna but I guess to some degree there's a problem here that we're looking around and we're seeing that people uh, you know do have a tough and uh, you know we started by framing it as somebody who has bread hospital and is worried about what they're going to eat the next day but you know there are people that actually do have a hard time providing for themselves mm-hmm. so on the one hand we sort of speak about David and Habakkuk maybe saying like oh you know things would have been even worse I don't know or maybe saying have faith ultimately God will answer and here we're saying you know God will answer your prayers but like it doesn't always also I mean again that's always sort of the, sub, the, 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 the unanswered question it doesn't always work out that way so here the answer is you know what they get sustenance from God's presence even if they don't get it from the food on the table so that's how God provides for them okay so he says um, your eyes will see your teachers so that's a part of that whole parsha that God will answer them so how does God answer you by experiencing God's presence that'll, that'll, provide, that'll sustain you the, uh, the heavenly gates or the curtain is not sealed before them in terms of I guess again their prayers um, so your teacher will no longer be like you know uh, under, under a uh, garment like uh, uh, covered from you so God will no longer be covered from you you'll have that direct experience of God so basically even if it doesn't provide for you food on the table you know you're very uh, the spiritual experience itself um, is uh, you know hopefully sustains a person okay so that was the Kadnei Amuna from the from the time of the destruction of Beit Mikdash. yes most, uh, when he goes up he is not eating anything oh that's a nice point right Moshe doesn't have to eat because he's in God's presence okay um, I mean there are these people that basically these ascetics and these uh, you know monks or whatever that do able to like just completely devote themselves to a spiritual life and actually sustain themselves on very little you know so alright um, now from the day of the Beis Hamikdash, she says there is no day that does not have in it some element of curse. Okay, so I'm a rabbi. Not only that, every if you wanted to state uh, an, a clear statement about Yerida Hadaras, every single day for a degree of curse increases from the day before. Every day is worse than the previous day. Shinemar, as the Pasuk says, Baboka tomorrow be eaten. Arab in the morning you'll say who will give evening, or Arab tomorrow be eaten. Boker in the evening you'll say who will give morning. Hi, Boker. So when it's evening and you're longing for morning, which morning are you longing for? Ilim are Boker de la Machar, the coming morning. So Miyada, my Have. So you don't know, maybe tomorrow will be worse. Maybe it'll be better. Right? But maybe it'll be better, but maybe it'll be worse. 
So I know it's funny. Obviously, in the pasuk is like you're always hoping that the future will be better. You know, you know, past experiences. What is it? Is no predictor of future. <laughs> so even if you're having, even if it, in the middle of all these tragedies, obviously the shot of the pasuk is who knows? Maybe tomorrow will be better. But the gemara says no. That doesn't make sense. Maybe tomorrow will be worse. So Ella the Khalif, you mean the past morning when it's not? You say if only it was. If it was only it was yesterday morning. Yesterday morning things weren't as bad as they are tonight. So. Um, so you see that every single passing moment you wish it was the moment before so every mo- it's, always, it's getting worse by the day so if the world if things are getting so worse and the Kloa is getting worse what keeps the world going okay which is interesting because like it didn't say that like the Torah is lacking you know the Kloa meaning I don't, it's not exactly clear right like why is the Kloa getting worse because there's no base on Mikdash so it's a natural exp- you know reality of the absence of God's presence or is the, are things continuing to get worse presumably the question Amai Mekayim what is the what is the good deeds that keep it going reflects the idea that if you're going to say every day gets worse in terms of the uh, you know our well-being that must be a reflection of or some type of you know of, uh, of, uh, of punishment for or a reflection of the fact that our deeds are continuing to get worse because the whole point of the whole you know mission of the whole end of this parak is that the deeds are getting worse. So if the, every day is increasing the Kalala, it means that our deeds are also getting worse every single day. So if every single day our deeds are worse, what deeds, you know, what, by what merit do, does think, do things keep on going? By what merit does the world keep on going? Now this is very interesting, right? Because this is like, the Gemara, you know, you know, like one of the few places that these Tfilot are explicitly addressed. And here it's saying that this sustains the world. Even when everything is going to pot and all of our deeds are going downhill, this keeps things going. Now, what's in, what is Kedusha Desidra? Kedusha Desidra is after, you know, Ashrei. It's the Uval where you say Kadosh, Kadosh, and yeah, and Baruch Shem, apparently, that's at least what's apparently how this is identified. You know, Baruch Shem, Kavod, etc. And Yehoshmei Rabbah of, what do you call it? No, I know, it's Kaddish, but Agatha, after they would learn some Agatha, and the reason specifically mentions Agatha is it would be a teaching that everybody could participate in. So that's basically what Rashi says. So let's read the Rashi, very important Rashi here. So Rashi says, Akadusha um, de Sidra, about 20 lines from the bottom of the first column. So he says, um, so everybody it's again a way that everybody participates in some basic merit I don't know what happened to Kriya Shema but okay but anyway everybody is learning a little bit of Torah okay we read the Psukim now that's an interesting point why didn't they just say the, the Kedusha of Chazor Sashat if you're in Shimon Esri if it's the Kedusha of Uvalatim presumably you do have Chazor Sashat but this has it in translation and the, and the Aramaic although we don't understand it all the time was the vernacular so it meant that everybody was saying the Kaddish and was actually learning a little bit they were learning a translation of Apostle so with Talmud Torah together with Kedusha Hashem okay so the Targumo and it's also something that brings everybody together it doesn't create a hierarchy and it's a minimum thing that everybody is doing 
וכן יהי שמי רבה מבורך, שונים אחר הגדה, סיים אדיר, את ההגדה, את הטייפ אוף התורה, that's accessible to everybody, שהדרשן דורש ברבים בכל שבת, אנשי אבס would be, see sermons go way way back, היו נוהגים כך, ושם היו נקפצים, it's actually true, some of the midrashim really, you know, are understood to be like early sermons, anyway, so ושם היו נקפצים כל העמוי שמועה, and everybody would gather, so it would be, Right. Well, the well, the the the, the uh, well, no. Rashi is saying this about the Yehesh Mei Rabba. Yes. Oh, yeah, the Kaddish, right? Not the Kaddish Yisura. We see she'eno yom shemulachav Yehesh kan Torah zikidush Hashem. Everybody is learning Torah and everybody is saying Yehesh Mei Rabba. So the combination of a of of a, of a type of a universal Talmud Torah and a universal Kiddush Hashem that brings everybody together and that gives access to everybody. That is at least the minimum amount that keeps the world going. Well, this doesn't mean they actually had a full Kaddish text, right? It could just mean that yeah. You don't know exactly whether it was the exact same text, but clearly the structure was there. Okay, so now the Gemara continues. Shenemar, Aretz Afta, Kemo Ofel, the land was like enshrouded in darkness. Kemo Ofel, Tzalmodos, in great darkness. Velo Sidarim, without order. Hayesh Sidarim, if there is these orders, the order of Kiddushan, the order of Kaddish, so then, Tofia Me Ofel, you will be sort of saved, you know, from the darkness. Okay. I understand Kiddushan is here, because it said there was an order, but how does Kaddish get thrown into there? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's a fixed type of a thing. I don't know. Okay, and also since the Chorban Abayis, the rain, the, the dew never came down. I mean, uh, for, yeah, the dew never came down for blessing, and uh, and uh, and there was no the fruit, the taste of the fruit was lacking. So I just have to share with you this uh, in, in this keeping in the theme of everything we've been learning, and now we're talking about the loss of the taste of the fruit. So Nachum Sarna Allah Shalom. No, you know that one. I told you that one. Nachum Sarna liked to tell this uh, joke. He said, you know, he said. Why is it that all these uh, Jewish foods start with a letter like K, like Kichol and Knedel and Kogol? So he said, because, you know, in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, we had the most amazing foods in the world. You know, they tasted like Ganed, and they would call things like Echol, Nadel, Ugol. He says, now it's just Ke'echol, Ke'nedel. Okay, da dum da dum. Okay, that was it. Anyway, All right, anyways. That was like a really bad... You like that. I can't disagree with this part of rap. <laughs> All right, so now. <laughs> okay, so now. Okay, Tanya. Rabbi Shimon Alezer Omer. Tara Batla Tam Reah. Tam. The loss of Tara caused the cessation of the taste and the smell of fruit. Rashi has a nice explanation for this. If you look at Rashi, Vitla Tam, like again, but it's eight lines from the bottom of the first column. Because they were pure, he cleansed them. The metaphysical purity led to a purity of smell and a purity of taste. Um, Okay, Maser Bito Shuman Dagan. The lack of giving Maser caused the fatness, the you know, of the of the grain to be ceased because also the Maser is called Kochelev Dagan, you know, Dagan Vitzar. So it's called the fatness is what we give. That's the you mean you give from the best to God. So if you're not giving it, that causes the fatness to get to be ceased. No, if not, literally, if you're trying to keep more for yourself, that's, that, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Instead yeah. of giving the fatness to God, exactly by you giving it, yeah. Exactly. 
exactly. Rav Huna Ashkach Tumasa Dechinonisa. He found this uh, this uh, fatty, you know, very uh, uh, sweet uh, date. Um, it was apparently Rashi says it's a particular species that's extremely fatty and sweet. Um, you know, juicy. I would say, I guess. Um, Shakla, he took it Karcha Besudre. He wrapped it in his uh, handkerchief. You you know, and he wanted to give it, as we'll see, to his son. Also, Rabbi Bray, Rabbi's son came. Amalei, and Rabbi said, Murchina Recha Dechinusa. So Rabbi said, I guess it's this great. This date was in his pocket, and Rabbi's son said, Oh my God, I smell the smell of this amazing date. So Amalei, he said, You must have a special purity that you at least have that sense to be able that that, 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 that you know the ability as we saw Tara leads to you know the the the, the, the smell and the taste. So you are able to have that taste smell. So you must have some special purity to be able to smell that smell. Yaivaniyale, um, he gave it him. Adahochi also Abba Bray. So then Abba, the son of Rava, of Rabba Kain. So uh, this was uh, this was right. So Ravuna's grandson. So also Abba Bray. Shakla. So Rabba took it and Yaivaniyale gave it to his, his son. Amalei. So Ravuna said to Rabba, Bini, be You made my heart rejoice that you were able to you know smell this thing. It means that you have special purity of soul. But you blunted my teeth you also hurt me because now you showed that you'd rather rather than making me happy by taking what I've given you you want you'd rather give it to your son so that's what people say the love of a father is for his son but but when the son's feelings and you know uh, affection and love is not always paid back to the father but it's but it's for his sons okay so parents always love their children Children, you know, well, well not always. It's more. Life. I know, I know. That is funny, but it's yes. Oh, that's a nice response. God, God, Avinu gave it him. That's a nice response. But anyway, but you know, but it is the, the idea that the sort of natural. I'm not saying this is always the time. I mean, sadly, there are bad parents out there. But the natural sense that you know, parents give more and feel more for their children, which is not always, you know, which is not always um, sort of uh, reciprocal. Um, so now we actually have a sad little end to that, maybe in the theme of everything going downhill. So Rav Bar Yaakov, Rav Yaakov Barbarate, Rav Bar Yaakov raised um, Rav Yaakov, his uh, his uh, grandson, his uh, daughter's son, Kigadol. When Rav Yaakov grew up, Amalei. So then Rav who spent his you know all these years raising him, said to him, Ashkin Maya. So you know, could you please pour me a glass of water? Amalei, I said. No, I'm not your son. I don't owe you any honor. So, which is pretty amazing. The Dami Inchi, that's what people say. Rabbi, Rabbi, raise and raise the kids. But they'll he'll wind up saying, Barbate Chana, I'm actually your, your daughter's son and I'm not your son and therefore I don't owe you honor. Which is like pretty heavy. Wow. So just keeping in the theme about how things have gone to pot. Okay. So now the last Mishnah. The Pumus Shel Aspasinus in the Pumus, like polemic, but means like the wars. The wars of Vespasian, I, I believe, is Aspasinus. Yeah. So Gozru Atarot yeah. Chatanim. Uh, they made Xera. So now, as opposed to like the whole world going to pot, I mean, this is actually this is a slightly different note. This is in response to the Chorban Habayis things that we are going to do to limit our joy. Okay, to uh, to reflect the idea about how we are 
you know, have been impacted by the last lock of last of the base of Mikdash. So this is like Zecher Lechorban. It's actually interesting. Rav Salvechik talked, you know, emphasized that there's a difference between Zecher Lemikdash and Zecher Lechorban. We do certain things like Zecher Lemikdash, you know, taking the lulav all seven days. Okay, but that's to remember what the base of Mikdash was like when it was up and running. You know, the you know the rib as this is Zecher Lechorban to remember the acts, the fact that it is Bechorbano. Interesting also in, in the Tosefta at the end of Sota. By the way, if you haven't had enough Agadita in this last parak, you can go read the Tosefta and you'll see even more Agadita related to everything we've been dealing with. Wow. But in the last Agadita, it deals with the famous story about after the Korban Abayas, you know, uh, who was it? Somebody ran into these people who basically said that, uh, well, we're, you know, we don't want to drink wine and eat, and eat, you know, and eat meat now that there's no base Amikdash. Yeah, and then he said, well, then you shouldn't, you know, eat grain because we would also bring grain Korbanot and you shouldn't have fruit and you shouldn't have whatever. And like, Ain goes in Gzeral at Sibor, you know, our response has to be a measured response. So we can't not respond and we can't be, you know, overly indulged. We have to move forward. We have to have a measured response. Okay, so, what did they make? So not to have the crowns that grooms would wear. We'll see what Eros is. It's sort of like apparently some drums. Okay, but Pumas Shel Titos in the wars of Titus, so, which is getting closer to the actual destruction, I guess, Vespasian left and sent Titus in his place. Gazu al Atarot Kalot. So the crowns that the brides would wear. And that a person should not teach his son Greek. Okay, we'll see what that's about. In the last battle, when the, now it could mean the act of the Chorban Abayas, which again would just be Titus. So some want to say actually it might be referring to the, um, to the, uh, you know, the, the sort of the, you know, in the times of, uh, of uh, Bar Kochva. Right, the the, exactly. The Great Revolt. Yeah, exactly. So Gozru Shalotetekalabapiryon. A bride should not go out in her wedding in some type of like a vicariat. Betochair into the city. Rabbaseinu hitiru, and the rabbis allowed it. Actually, in Ksuvas, one way you know that it was a it was a first wedding for a woman was that she was going out. Everybody saw her going out in this chariot, etc. Hitiru shetetekalabapiryon betochair. Nishemes Rabbi Meir. Now we switch. So that's like they wrote to respond to Chorban Abayas. Okay, first it's like because of the Chorban Abayas, the world's going to pop. And now how do we demonstrate our mourning over Chorban Abayas? Now we're back to everything that we've lost from previous generations. Mishamate Rebbe Meir, when Rebbe Meir died, the those that would sort of give, uh, you know, uh, parables. He was very good at giving parables. Mishamate Ben Azai, when Ben Azai died, those that would sort of be, uh, you know, uh, diligent, like, you know, to uh, give all, you know, to, in their Torah study, um, unceasing diligence in their Torah study. Mishamate Ben Zoma, when Ben Zoma died, Batlu Hadarshanim, people that could give drushas. Although drushas here probably means less of a gadata and more Rashi says it means interpreting psukim, like when, you know, Adshadarsha Ben Zoma. So learning things from Sukim. The honor of Torah. Because what Rabbi Akiva was able to do with his, you know, hermeneutics was really the tremendous honor of the Torah from every tiny little extra letter. Died, Balu Anche Masa, people of wonder who do who would do wonders because there are stories about Rabbi Hanina Bendosa, you know that he was like a a wonder uh, a miracle doer or something, or you know, and all these wonders occurred when he you know when he, when he would do things, uh, you know, in, in whatever you know around him. Uh, 
When Rabbi Yossi Katanta, when Rabbi Yossi the small died, Pasku Hachatidim, the truly righteous ones died, or the pious ones died. Thank you. Why was he called small? Because he was even the smallest of the pious. And that's why when he died, there was no longer any pious around. Um... When Yochanan and Zakai died, the shining of wisdom um, went out. So Rashi says that means uh, Rashi, uh, Rashi gives a, sort of situates everybody else in other stories about them. But here Rashi says Lo Mahi. I don't know exactly what the connection is. When died, the honor of Torah died because Rabbi Gamliel was um, uh, because Rashi says that uh, the Gemara Megillah says that uh, after he died. Seeing People got much, uh, much less healthy. So therefore, if people are less healthy, they're learning. They're not learning Torah as much. Umesa tahara, and it was the end of purity, precious, and of asceticism. ben Pabi, when Rabbi Shmuel ben Pabi died, who was very wealthy and he supported Kohanim, but the glowing of Kuhuna departed. Rebbe, when Rebbe died, which is interesting because we always think that Rebbe was the final editor of the Mishnah. Okay, so so Mishamit uh, Rebbe. Batal anavav yirachet. So the uh, 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 modesty and true fear, fear of sin uh, departed. Now that's a pretty depressing way to end the the uh, the masechet. I mean, you can we'll see how the gemara ends it, but you know you would hope a mishnah would end it in a more. The last mishnah of the masechet usually ends on an up note, and you'll see right here there's in brackets gemara tanu rabbanan because there actually is a question whether the next line is from the mishnah or not. And in a lot of gear says they have the next line from the mishnah, so let's. Read read the next line and then I'll tell you how some ha- some have the very last line of the Mishnah so anyway the way we have it which was Tanu Rabbanam but some have this as part of the Mishnah the Pinchas Ben Yairo Mishachar Beis Amikdash Boshu Chaveirim the Chaveirim right those who were like the colleagues of the uh, who would eat things in, with, with Tara you know became uh, embarrassed Ubnei Chorim and those who are what's Bnei Chorim we normally talk about on Pesach about acting reclining as a way of Bnei Chorim but you look at Rashi this always bothers me and um, if you look at Rashi, about eight lines from the bottom in the left-hand column, miyuchasim, people of good lineage, like people of status. Because you always wonder, like, since when is it that a way of free people is to recline and to drink wine? Like, I don't know, that's what freedom is about. So I always assumed it meant that, you know, because, well, maybe if being free and as a Roman citizen, you know, being a citizen normally came, was associated with status, although logically it's not necessarily the same. Anyway, here clearly B'nai Chorin does just not, does is not the opposite of being a slave. B'nei Chorin specifically means somebody of status. Okay? B'nei Chorin, so they were all, like, shamed and embarrassed. Of Chofu Rosham, they're sort of, their, you know, their heads were were, were shrouded. V'nidaldu Luan Shemata, people of deeds were, uh, were you know, uh, uh, decreased. V'gavru Balei Zroa, people of violence or of, you know, having their way by force, you know, were, were supreme. Ubali Lashon, and people that would, you know, of, of the tongue that would use their obviously would lie and cheat, etc. Um, and, and spread ill repute. The ain doresh, the ain mivakesh. There is none to seek out and there is none to ask. What does that mean? I mean, it's obviously nice alliteration. Rashi says, ain doresh li Yisrael, um, uh, meaning nobody is concerned about people's well-being. Everybody is about getting ahead on their 
own. And therefore, nobody is to be mevakesh for them rachamim from God. The ain't shoel, and there's known to ask to uh, help us. And who do we have to rely on? We only have our God in heaven. From the time that the base of Mitzvah was destroyed, the sages became like the uh, cheder teachers like the people who would just teach you know psukim to the kids in school the safraya kechazanaya and the cheder teachers became like the chazanim in the show the chazanaya ke'amadara and the chazanim became like the amha'aret everybody went down a level the amha'aret so what the am- came to the amha'aret azla v'dildala or hasam sash v'navla they kept on going and getting worse and worse going more and more to pot the enchoel v'en mevakesh there's none to ask after people's well-being, you know, who cares about the well-being, or, or to ask for us for, 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 from God. In the time, our, 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 our Father in Heaven. So if it ends there, and some actually have it ending there, that's not so bad. I mean, things are going to pot, but at least it does end with a hope of like, well, God is always there to protect us. Okay. Now, there is there may, but some people do have that in their gears of the, of the Mishnah. Um, now, and some end the line, because we mentioned Pinchas Ben Yar before, the Gemara does not elaborate on this, so it's doubtful if the Gemara had the line, it's not print in our Gemara, but some Mishnayas have the following line from Rav Pinchas Ben Yair, who we quoted earlier, which is a famous line, Rav Pinchas Ben Yair, Omer, Zrizus Mivili Dei Nikias, Nikias Mivili Tara, Tara Mivili Precious, Precious Mivili Kedusha, Kedusha Mivili Anova, Anova Mivili Yerzchet, Yerzchet Mivili Chasidus, Chasidus Mivili Ruch HaKodesh, Ruch HaKodesh Mivili Dei Tchias HaMesim, Vetchias HaMesim Bo, Yavo, Yavo, Ba'a Yidei Eliyahu Zachor Latov. So that's a nicer way to end the Masechet. So everything might be going to pot, but it's talking about sort of reversing it. You know, and it's talking about, you know, you hear ways you can take small little incremental steps, you know, to actually raise your level of, you know, of uh, being, uh, you know, of righteousness, carefulness with, with mitzvot, getting closer to God. Even in this world, there's a ladder you can go up, and eventually we can reverse this process and Mashiach can come. So I think that's like such a powerful and necessary way to end it, right? Which is uh, sad that it's not in our uh, Girsa, yeah. That reminds me of that section of Azara that from Paul turned into Ekstan and Mishid Well, no, that is. That is exactly that, that, that statement that serves as the structure for the Ramchal's Mishid Yisharim. But anyway, it's a nicer way to end it. Much nicer way. Okay, now I realize we have 20 minutes, so we got to move. Okay, but that would be a nice way to end it. All right, now, back to the Gemara. So this is maybe a bright, uh, maybe, who knows. Anyway, moving on. The Ikvus Mashiach, you ever hear the phrase Ikvus Mashiach? Right? That comes here because, okay, the footsteps of Mashiach and the period living up to Mashiach, and this maybe also is a way of putting a positive spin. Things are really going to pot, but ultimately, you know, the worse things get, that's the echoes or whatever, the foreshadowing of the beginning of Mashiach, the footsteps of Mashiach. Okay? So, uh, there's a joke like that, which is uh, somebody who's a real follower of uh, Rav Cook his whole life, and he spreads the Torah, of, you know, about uh, about uh, religious Zionism. Anyway, when he dies, you know, he goes to to Gehenna. So he goes to Gehenna. So he calls out. He says, he says, Rav Cook. He says, you know, Rav, all my life I was dev- I've devoted to you. You know, I followed your teaching. He says, what am I doing here, Gehenna? He says, Oh, ikvasa de ganeden. So, <laughs> so, all right. So, <laughs> the it- 
Sefer's Mashiach in the uh, uh, okay in the footsteps of Mashiach, Chutzpah Yatki, uh, temerity Chutzpah will increase. The Yoke Yamir and honor will be uh, perverted. Hagevin Detain Kiryava, even if the, though the, the vine is giving its grape, Vayayin Biyokeh, but wine is very expensive because everybody is just running after, you know, hedonistic pleasures. Umalchus Tehapeichu Minut, the kingdom will turn to Minut. Now, what is Minut? Uh, heresy, that's bizarre. Why should we care about the non Jewish government being heretical? But if you look at Rashi in the right hand column, at least mine, I don't know if yours has it, um, but, uh, um, um, uh, the very far right hand column it has this, uh, this thing that it was edited out of Rashi so Rashi has HaMalchus HaSholetos HaRov HaOlam Tehei LeMinut Nitzachim Achetot Shalo or Shalyeshu Talmidav Nikru Minim so therefore basically it means the Roman government is going to turn into a Christian government right become the Holy Roman Empire um, so um or whatever, nobody will, there's no remonstrating or whatever, giving tochacha, because everybody is equally sinning, and you'll say, how can you give me, you know, musr, you know, how about your deeds? Um, the, the, the house of gathering, which is used for tar, which will become a place of prostitution. The galley will be destroyed. And this place called Gavlan will become uh, desolate. People of the border, whatever that means, will go no nomadic from city to city and they won't find any peace the the wisdom of, of the scribes will spoil it's almost like you know written in this poetic way almost those who are fearful of sin will be despised the truth will be la- will be lacking will be rare youth will uh, will shame the, the elders elders will be expected to stand in front of the youth Okay, Ben Menavel Av, uh, son will disgrace his father. Bat Kama Ima, a daughter will rise up against her mother. Kala Bechamata, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Oive Ish Anshe Beito, a person's enemies will be within his very household. Makes you almost think about like, you know, in uh, Russia, right, when he had to be, you know, uh, you know, you know, people would be like, uh, you know, whatever, um, you know, informers in the very house. Pneha Ador Kipneha Kelev, the face of the generation looks like the face of dogs. Either it means that they're very cruel or uncaring I don't know dogs sometimes are very like uh, you know very happy to see you anyway the son is not embarrassed from his father of acting in certain ways who do we have to, to, to support uh, to, to rely on only our father in heaven now back to halacha okay <laughs> back to the first part of the Mishnah about the kilos chasanim about the the uh, uh, the uh, what do you call it the crowns of grooms okay that we don't have from the time of the Vespasian wars so that's only the war th- those crowns made out of salt and uh, sulfur apparently some type of a rock they would make it out of which seems like a nicer crown to me one of myrtle and rose mutter it's permissible even that's forbidden but if you make it out of reeds and like some type of seaweed that's permissible even that's forbidden 
Levi Matinsa, that's what he taught in the Brisa, Asha Karnamisha Khirasasura, even one of reeds is forbidden. Vala Iris, what's an Iris? My Iris. Amar Abelezer, Tavla Dhat Puma, some type of a of a of 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 a tableau of one mouth. So Rashi says it means like a a, a clapper on a bell. Maybe it means like a gong or something. Um, because now what we're really going to do is compare it to or explain it as a type of a drum. Tanbura, tambur, right? Isn't that was tambourine or whatever? Anyway, but Rashi, ah, but Rashi sounds like it's more like a, a drum, and he actually describes how you would make a drum. Interesting, Rashi. If you want to look at it, we don't have time for it. Azavu atavre, his father came and he broke it. No, that gets that will get confused with this other thing, which is forbidden, which is again maybe some type of a of a gong or something. So um, if you're going to make a drum, make it on the mouth of a like of, of, of a uh, of a what do you call it of a, of a pot um, or some other type of a you know household container so that it does not get confused with one of these musical instruments which is actually forbidden okay the pool still Titus then when Titus's wars came even the brides couldn't wear crowns so my what are these some type of a what's it called a tiara that looked out of gold that had like a etch like it looked like the city or you like it looked like you but what you can do is you can make some type of a head covering of like silk um, I think milad is silk so even said that you can't have a fancy chuppah um, what was a chuppah so this means like some type of a shining with gold so Rashi says it means like a talis made out of uh, out of like uh, you know of crimson which had like a gold trim and they would use sort of that to make a chuppah so that was the type of a chuppah that was not appropriate um, but other types of chuppah you could have uh, if you look at Rashi again 12 lines about from the bottom on the right hand column they would have like gold uh, you know uh, whatever ornaments on it and they would basically make like I don't know like a tent out of it or something so then the Gemara says uh, we talked similarly you can make a papirite you can suspend on it any types of ornaments that you want so what's a papirite that's different so as he says it's very interesting describing what his chupa looks like I don't exactly what he means by ma'agalei eights does it mean I don't know like, like, does it mean like arches of wood what do you think ma'agalei eights means some type of wooden arches that they would use for the chupa so they wouldn't have the poles with the would be more like it would be more like a dome I guess oh that's true and they've got like some arch around or something okay fine okay got it not to teach your son Greek another famous story here's another Gemara I think also in Josephus if I'm not mistaken when Beit Chashmonai 
uh, were at war, you know, when it was uh, not against the, the Seleucids, you know, a few generations later when they were warring amongst themselves. Um, Horkness was on the outside of Yerushalayim, and he had these Roman troops with him, and Aristobulus was on the inside. They would lower down the dinare in a uh, basket to those outside, and those outside would put in these, like, uh, you know, sheep for to bring as a Tzminim sacrifices, because everybody still cared about the Avod in the base of Mekhtar. There was a certain elder person, uh, elderly, per- elderly person on the inside of the walls who knew Chachma Yivanis, which is apparently a secret way of signaling to people. He whispered to them in his uh, in this uh, wis- Greek wisdom. He somehow signaled to them, and Amalem and he said to them, "As long as they are doing the Avod in the base of Mikdash, that's keeping them protected, and they won't be given over." So, so what happened the next day when they lowered down the dinari in the in the basket? Rather than putting in a sheep, they put in a, uh, a pig. When it got halfway up the wall, not super not, it's, it's, it put its uh, claws into the uh, wall. And that the whole land of Israel shook, you know, because of like the chilashem that was being done. At that moment, they said, "Cursed is the person who raises pigs." Cursed is the person who teaches his son Greek wisdom. And on that year, we taught because when they were being uh, besieged, there was a time they had to bring the Omer from like stored grain or this place called and they got lechem from, from, from this place called Ein Socher even though normally you're supposed to bring these things from places near Yerushalayim here they had to import it from far away because they were besieged and because also the uh, troops on the outside had burnt down all of the crops around Yerushalayim okay Ein is really true Amarav that you can't teach Greek Amarav Beret Yisrael if you're in Israel Rebbe says this Russian Sursi Lama why should you speak Sursi which is some type of a vernacular. Yeah, Don't speak Aramaic. Okay. Ella, Elashan, well, in a minute we're going to refer to, I think, Aramit, so it's a little different than Aramit. Anyway, but it's a version of Aramaic, let's say. Ella, Elashan Akodesh, either speak Hebrew, Lashan Akodesh, not Hebrew, Lashan Akodesh, Elashan Yivanit, or Greek. If you don't want to speak in Lashan Akodesh, we have a very, uh, you know, uh, uh, elevated language, cultured language to speak, which is Greek. Why would you be speaking Aramaic? Barav Yosef, if you're living in Babel, why would you want to speak in Aramaic? Again, maybe a different version, Sursi and Arami. Ella, either, either speak Russian or or speak the Persian tongue, which I don't know what that was. Anyway, Farsi maybe? Farsi, I guess it's Farsi, yeah. Okay, so anyway, these are more elevated languages. Why would you want to speak Aramaic, which I guess they saw as some type of a corrupt or a lowly language. So anyway, you see that you could speak Greek. No. Russian the language is one thing. The wisdom is another thing. So you so uh, you can speak the Greek language, but you should not be able. To, you should not learn Chachma Yivanis, which was used in this uh, devious way. Okay, Chachma Yivanis Miyasir is that really forbidden? What's meant by the pasuk? My eyes are sort of a you know a cry over whatever a despair over my soul from all of the daughters of my city. So says my father had a thousand children. I don't want to imagine it's a bit of an exaggeration. 500 learned Torah and 500 learned Chachma Yivani. So some excelled in, uh, some went to university and some went to Yeshiva. And I'm the only one who's left. The Khan, Ubeit Achiaba, and my and the son of my father's brothers, Ba'asya, in Asia. Anyway, so you see that the whole family learned, or half the family learned Chachma 
Shanis. So the Gemara says, no. Shani shall be some Lamlio de Korobin Lamachusave. No, no, no. They were the Nasi, and they had to keep up good relations with the Roman government, so they were allowed to learn Chachmi Yavanis. Titanimit on the Brisa. Mesaper Komi Harezim Yizarchi Amori. Somebody cuts his hair in this way, which is was a pagan way, so some type of like a thing sticking out in the back. Anyway, that's Amorite practices. Avtulus ben Reuven, he tiru lo Mesaper Komi. But they allowed this person to do this. To Karv Lamachus, because he had dealings with the government, so he had to look a particular way. So they allowed them to study because they were close to the government. Okay. Questions on is that based on Well then uh, well okay, I don't know if he's gonna necessarily anyway. So question about whether that's based on Pikwas Nefes, this isn't Isuri Deraisa. Anyway, but this is just you know exactly what it's based on, but we do definitely have a category of Karv Lamalchus. All right. The Pumas Achlon in the last wars, presumably again the Parkofa, Gazu Shalotete Kala Barpyoyan, Shishanko Craig doesn't go out in a chariot, the Kala, my time of Mishun Tindusa. Very funny, what do you mean my timer? What's my time of all of this? To show a certain sense of you know, of what was lost as a result of the wars. Anyway, but maybe there's a sense of showing greater greater like, you know, we shouldn't the Tsnius here is not how we sometimes sadly translate Tsnius, which is all about how much of your body you're exposing. But no, it means like a modest way of being. You know, you don't flaunt a, uh, you know, and draw attention to yourself overly much. And maybe that's, you know, you know there's a, so that's a, a, a more of an ethos that we want to embrace even more. So it's like he would continue. Now Rashi is very important because Rabbi Eliezer was not Machadesh. You know, he wasn't, didn't use his own sort of creativity like Rabbi Akiva was is the opposite of Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer stored all of the Torah he received from his Rebbe's. He said he never said anything he didn't receive from his Rebbe's. So he's the repository of Torah. Like a Sefer Torah is static, right? So when he died, the Sefer Torah was buried. But that's the very, a very powerful image. But um, la'etza, you know, sort of um, um, sage advice, machshava, um, and and sort of insight. Mishemesh Rabbi Akiva butlus ro'ei Torah, the you know the 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 power of Torah of nistatmu ma'ayanot hachachman, the wellsprings of wisdom. Mishemesh because he obviously was a big chat and chadesh and used his intellect and creativity and so on. Mishemesh Rabbi Yehuda ben Azari butlu atarot hachma, the 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 crowns of wisdom because I think was he well. Uh, Rashi says, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. He was very wealthy. So the uh, the crowns, the glory of wisdom. Shatarot chachma. Oh, ashram. Because the uh, the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the the crowns of, of chachamim is their wealth. People of deeds of miraculous deeds. The uh, the pious. Why was he called the, the son of the small one? He was even one of the minor of the pious. The Shaktanim and those who, uh, oh, you know, dedicated themselves completely to the learning of Torah. Those that were Darshan from Sukim, but again, more like Midrash Halacha. Um, when Rabbi Shimon Leal died, um, the, uh, what, the, like, the locust, the Rabut Sarot, and the, uh, and the, uh, the sufferings increased. Rabbi, when Rabbi died, the sufferings got double. We shemais Rebbe, but when Rebbe died, humility, the yirak and and God's and fear of sin. 
Only Rav Yosef Lutan, Rav Yosef Shekhtanana, don't say that there's no more humility. Tika'ana, I'm still around. <laughs> you got to love that. The Gemara thankfully ends on a little note of humor. <laughs> we needed that at the end. Anyway, but it's very important that humility is not denying who you are, you know. When Moshe was a Navmi Kol Adam, it didn't mean that he didn't know his own greatness. It meant how you hold yourself, you know. Exactly. Anyway, but also, besides the little, besides finally the little humor break, I think it's also nice because, again, it ends with a note that, like, it's not all terrible, right? There is still some good left in the world. Amalei Rav Nachman Latana, and similarly Rav Nachman said to the Tana, Lo tisni yirat don't say there's no longer fear of sin, to Ika Ana, I still, I'm still around. So again, a little humor, but a little sense, you know what, things are not completely lost. Okay, Hadun Lacha Gloria Sikla Mesecha Sota. So we should just, uh, go, so let's just go, go for it. Okay, Hadun Lacha Mesecha Sota, Vadakla and Daitla Mesecha Sota, Vadakla and Nishin Shemenach 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 but we don't have a minion, do we? Uh, Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. Can I go down guest table? I don't know. Maybe 